Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Welcome back to Hour 3 of Rosie on the House. Thanks for tuning in, joining us. We're doing all we can to try and make the show uh, informative, educational, and entertaining for you, the Arizona homeowner. If you're trying to tackle any project around your house, home, castle, or cabin, now would be a great time for you to call us. We'd sure really appreciate it. If, if, if you would just do us a big favor, we would love it if you would call us now during the broadcast rather than all week long at the office. <laughs> we, we have the goal to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend, so we take every call we get, but we come here specifically to take calls and answer questions. one 767 4348 And if by some way we could get everyone to participate and cut down on the hundreds of phone calls we take all week long by y'all activating uh, uh, on Saturday morning and give us a ring, we'd sure appreciate it. It's exactly why we're here. Our focus during the Saturday morning broadcast is your house, your home, your castle, one 767 People call during the week, and occasionally uh, my staff won't have the answer. So my staff will have to wait till either I land back at the office or I pick up my phone, and I never answer the phone when I'm in a meeting, and I'm in a meeting about 22 and a half hours a day. Uh, so calling during the week could possibly require three, four, five days or more for your answer. Calling the show right here, get your answer right away. one 767 One of the questions we got this week was uh, a crack. How do I fix a crack in the wall? Well, boy. What kind of wall? I, I can't answer that what question. What kind of crack? I yeah, can't answer that crack. question unless I have a whole lot of more information. And let's go inside first and talk about a crack in sheetrock. We were walking a home in North Scottsdale recently, and we were looking at the remodeling they wanted done. And we went into this ginormous five- or six-car garage, and the drywall was cracked all the way across the entire thing in a perfectly straight line and had no rough edges on it. So it was obvious that was on the long seam of the sheetrock. To you, that was obvious. It was overwhelmingly obvious. So that's a fairly easy thing to fix. Chances are when they were taping the drywall, uh, the garage door, of course, wasn't installed probably the middle of the summer, could be a hot blowing wind. Hot blowing wind is the biggest enemy to drywallers and concrete finishers. Nothing will destroy a drywall or concrete finish faster than trying to do it in a warm wind. There are tricks that you have uh, so that concrete finishers and drywallers don't have to stay home four months out of the year, (laughs) but you have to know those tricks on how to pull them off and not everybody does. So, How do I fix a crack in the wall? Drywall. First thing I'm going to do is we're going to take a look. Is the crack straight or is it jagged? Is the crack the width 
of a pencil lead or is the width of a pencil? Those are two completely different things. A jagged crack emanating from the corners of a door and window generally tend to be structural stress cracks that tend to be considerably bigger than the width width of a pencil lead. So at that point, if I've got big drywall cracks in those locations and they're that wide, the first thing I'm going to do is get a hold of Arizona Foundation specialists because that's that's a settling problem. That's a structural problem. And I'm going to have them do analysis with a mammogram. As, I did it again. <laughs> it's not a mammogram. <laughs> uh, what is it, Rosie? I just <laughs> thank you, Rosie. Manometer. A manometer. Manometer survey <laughs> uses water oh, to thank you. put you a topographical graphical map of your home together so you can see the highs and lows in the foundation. And those highs and lows are then what's investigated. Okay, why is this area sinking? Why is this area rising? It could be soil conditions, tree roots. Uh, a lot of a lot of different variables, but that survey is done with a water level or that's called a manometer survey. You just made my weekend. Uh, that, that was interesting. Anyway, listen, folks, by way of protection, <laughs> if anybody shows up to analyze your foundation and says you need a, <laughs> a mammogram, take them off the property. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So. For those kinds of drywall cracks, you need to assess what's causing it before you repair it, or you're just going to be fighting it constantly, forever. Once we get it stabilized, you can fix it, and it'll be done forever. Now we can go outside to your stucco and start looking at cracks, and again, we've got to look at what kind of crack it is. There are the cracks that run perfectly vertical that follow every 2x4 or 2x6 stud behind the wall. Those are just shrinkage cracks, thermal dimensional cracks that can probably be fixed with a good prepared paint job. Then you've, again, got the uh, cracks that are a little bit bigger and a little bit wider that are more substantial than just shrinkage cracks. We call them spider cracking, where it's, it's like a spider web going multi, all directions, covering a, a vast area. That also can be an indication or a sign of a cement failure in the stucco system itself or structural or stressing cracks. When we, crack, when we repair stucco cracks on the outside of a home, we like to take an air compressor or margin trowel and clean the cracks out of any loose debris or sand, blow them out completely. Then we take a little non-expanding exterior stucco repair and patch it and then coat it and paint it with an elastomeric coating that spans the crack and then we paint it. You have to be very careful. It takes a little experience not to let that patch what we call flash. And when you, you've seen these homes with the cracking stucco that have been improperly sealed on all the cracks. And even with the house repainted, all you see are these flashed patches that, that spiderweb all over the house. Done correctly, you can fix those. So, the moral of the story is let's determine if the crack is a structural crack or a shrinkage crack. And then we handle it 
two completely different ways. You know, if you have questions like that, what really helps is if you send us a couple pictures to info at Rosie on the House. Those pictures speak a thousand words. It's so hard sometimes to try to visualize things. But I also have, um, you want an email question about stucco? Yeah, one just came in. Sure. Sure. So we'll go to the phone. We've got right. a couple lines. Great, great. So um, this, hey, if a homeowner has a kind of the old-fashioned rough stucco, what do you call that? Just stucco. Skip trowel. Skip trowel. And they're tired of it, and they want to go to the new, more modern, sand-finished look, just real smooth. Mm-hmm. What is this? What What about that? Poo. Poo? Poo, yai. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to take that uh, rough skip trowel texture, and we're going to have to we're going to have to start by power washing it and get all the dirt and the chalked paint off of it. Then we're going to have to paint uh, what we call. Uh, cement glue on the wall. It smells like, looks like, acts like Elmer's glue. And then we're going to create another cement mix uh, with a little bit more lime in it. Uh, and we're going to apply a top coat. And it's probably going to have to be done in two coats. Uh, you're talking about a fairly, you, you, you have to really hate skip trowel to spend the money you're going to spend to smooth coat over the top of it it's an expensive deal it's an extensive deal intensive deal it can be done uh if you're going to do it uh it's going to be expensive i would tell you to interview the stucco contractor stucco renovations is our rosie approved contractor that can do it uh talk to them about going to a synthetic stucco as opposed to a cement based stucco uh, it will hold your future paint job a lot longer and be a lot less prone to the cracking we were talking about just a couple minutes ago. Big money. Lots Power of labor. Wash, lots, lots of labor. Of labor. That's a, a, yeah. a, a, a significant amount of construction activity around your house uh, and then an all-new paint job when you're done. Ooh, that is quite, a, quite the update. It can be. It really can Okay, shall we try and squeeze in at least a, uh, a question from sure. Bruce before we go to break? Morning, Bruce. Hey, Rosie, how are you? Very well. How are you, sir? Good. Hey, first of all, I have to confess, I'm the one that snitched on you. Snitched? Snitched when you were talking about habitat and Christmas trees. <laughs> Oh, oh, to the game of fish. <laughs> he's the yeah. one. I'm the, I'm the one that called Dave Weeman and said, Dave, Dave, Rosie was under the impression we don't use Christmas trees anymore. We were getting ready to do that big project out at Saguaro, and he, uh, I guess you guys timed up, and I heard him talking to you that Saturday morning from Saguaro Lake. So well, anyway, I'm, I'm yeah, so that, just wanted to make a confession. That snitch turned into a great interview, so thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate that. I knew they I knew they had quit the program. I did not know they had restarted it. So I I, I appreciate snitches when, when they end up on good things like that. But thank you, Bruce. Snitches <laughs> catch fishes. Yeah, right. there you mm. go. And what's your what anyway, what, Rosie Rosie, I'm concerned about a neighbor. He's fairly elderly and he's been looking at solar panels and that. And there were some guys coming through door to door selling this stuff and they've been to his house twice now and they're guaranteeing him all sorts of stuff and uh, you know you can pay up front forty three thousand and it's all warranty for twenty five years and I'm trying to tell Dan 
you're not going to live that long if you're paying, you know, <laughs> it just made no sense. And they're telling you, oh, yeah, these solar panels, you'd be able to run your three-and-a-half-ton rooftop air conditioner, and he's going to do battery backup, and that'll run his air conditioner. I'm saying, Dan, I don't, I'm, I'm out of the loop on the solar. They've improved, but I can't imagine. And he's got a 1,200-foot house. So that the roof area is not huge and it is facing the right way for the sun. But I'm like, I can't see solar running your AC. And if we have a power outage, a battery backup running your AC and your refrigerator. And I'm just afraid he's going to make this terrible mistake because they're pressuring him. They want to come back this week and sign him up. And- oh, man. If there's anything we can do, I'm going to answer this question. We're going to have to go on a little break. But my next segment will be committed to saving your neighbor from making a hugely expensive mistake. Call him. Tell him to tune in and listen. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. Where we've got Bruce the Snitch on the line. (laughs) Calling out of a concern for his neighbor who's been toying with the idea of having a solar company uh, that has been going down the street, knocking door to door, promoting their product. Um, Here's here's a whole bunch of questions I would hope your neighbor would ask before he would proceed. Um, Regular listeners of this show are under the impression that Rosie is anti-solar, and that is not true. I'm a big fan of the solar industry. But we're talking about, in this instance, spending something north of $40,000 on a 1,200-square-foot home. That summer bill can't be going over $150 or $180. His winter bill is probably about $60. Romy, math wizard, what is the break-even point for that investment for this neighbor? So on a 1,200-square-foot home, we average over 12 months, your average bill should be about 120 bucks. If you can keep it about you know 10 to 1 equivalent of the square footage of your home, you're doing pretty good. Um, not to say that it can go a lot lower or a lot higher, but if you're right there, you're in the area that that's right. money that you spend to reduce it, your power bill, you're going to be a very long time return on your investment. And in this case, 120 bucks a month divided into $42,000 solar package they're trying to sell them is 350 months to break even which is 29 years and one month. Mm. To break even. Just to break even. Just to break even. So I'm putting solar on my next residential project and remodel, and I'm doing it because I'm philosophically committed to doing what I can to lower the carbon footprint of me and my family on our property on this planet. There are many times and many applications Solar makes a ton of sense, and battery backup, and generator backup. And in this case, he may be looking at it as an investment for his kid. You he know, he, he's going to gift the house to his kid, and here, I've got this turnkey paid-off house with no utility bills. This is my gift to you as I leave this world. And that would be my question for the neighbor. Why 
are you motivated? Is it because someone's using strong arm sales tactics to convince you it's the right thing to do? Are you trying to reduce your power bills or are you trying to gain energy independence in spite of what happens with the grid? Because you talked about battery backup and generators and, you know, you're looking at a multifaceted opportunity to be able to create power on your own property. If, if he's so inclined for all of that, then I would say, okay, you know, maybe but, consider it. But would you consider, okay, if they're knocking on their door? I mean, there's other ways to find a solar company. That really scares me. Yes, it should. Um, I can tell you that there have probably been a couple dozen solar companies apply for ROSI certification the last 20 years. Only th- three or four have ever made it through the screening process because we so disagreed with the sales tactic of most of the companies. So if you cannot talk your, if, if your neighbor is intent on solar, I can't encourage them enough. Don't go with the first offer that someone gave them knocking on their door, unsolicited, offering a package. Get in touch with Sun Valley Solar and get a second opinion as to whether this makes sense or not. If you have your home maintenance calendar, you can flip to the back page where we have our contractor referral network. And you can see right there in solar, we have Sun Valley Solar and Chandler. Verde Valley Solar in Cornville for Northern Arizona, and Fox Valley Solar in Phoenix as well. And I knew I had seen this. I flipped through to August. They have a 0% uh, financing on approved credit for solar and $10 off the install. So that'd save them a little bit of money Who's offering that, Romy? Fox Valley Solar. And our home maintenance calendar, just one of the many money-saving items you can find in it. And it's something we send out to you, the Arizona homeowner, for free. We one of the ways we work to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Rosie Romero is not anti-solar. You, there might be an you argument know, you could here. say I'm anti-solar industry in the way that they present their here. product and some of the salespeople, but I am a solar power advocate. It's like Ford. You know, how many dealerships could you go to and buy a Ford and get ripped off? You're a Sanderson Ford That's guy. That's right. We're a solar fan. You just got to find the right company. The right analysis needs to be done. Rolling through a Saturday morning at my house, all for the sake of helping you at your house. It's Rosie on the house. I have a, I have a, 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 an alert. We have a rebate offer that's expiring here in the next week, and you all need to go know about it. If you're looking at trying to participate in saving water, most cities in Arizona will give you an incentive to do away with warm weather grass, the Bermuda lawns. Most cities will give you significant credits against your future water bill for getting rid of it. Let me give you an example. One city in Arizona, for every square foot of grass you take out, 
and install an approved substitute, they're going to let you offset your water bill by a dollar, up to 5,000 square feet. So if you had a really big lawn that you decided to convert to uh, indigenous plants and xeriscaping, you would get a $5,000 rebate against your water bill. I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to eliminate about 1,000 square feet of lawn. We don't have kids at the house anymore. We have the dogs in the backyard. Perfect area for expanding the dog kennel run. Um, This all expires. You only have to the end of this month in most cities to make application for that. So get a hold of your city. You can take a look at AMWA, Arizona Municipal Water Users Association, AMWA. Their website spells out City of Avondale, City of Chandra, Gilbert, Glendale, Goodyear, Mesa, Peoria, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe. Many other cities are included. So if we're all trying to cut back on our water consumption, which we should be to be responsible Arizona homeowners, consider activating the rebate program that applications must be in by end of this week, end of this month. Good tip. Okay. Las Vegas is offering $3 a square foot. Wow. Well, they should. They, I was going to say. They should. They're in a lot bigger unit. trouble than we are. Yeah. Let's talk about curb appeal. On the topic of being a good neighbor, um, I'm going to challenge you as you walk around your neighborhood to what would it take for your home to become that one head turner in the front yard? Not just another yard you're walking by, but a yard to get your neighbors to stop, look, and admire it. Romy talked a little bit about the layering effect, the gabion walls, the lighting, the use of indigenous trees, layers, levels. Uh, that's, that's a part of being a contributing neighbor when your front yard actually enhances the ambiance of the community. True. Think about it. And I I saw a GIF the other day. It was a front yard full of kids' bicycles. And the GIF said, before social networking, we always knew where everybody was. (laughs) From from everybody's bicycles and skateboards in the front yard of somebody's house. I thought that was a great one. Curb appeal has a lot to do with cleanliness, organization, and design. I'll tell you one of the smartest things Jennifer and I ever did in our front yard was put a mailbox in. It was, it was expensive by the way of ordering mailboxes, for sure. But it gets inset into a masonry column that when we leave, we can actually have the mailman delivering mail to our home that stacks up inside a waterproof, steel, lockable compartment. And we never have to stop our mail service. We never have to stop any delivery service at all. And we go out upon return, and it can be a pretty big pile sometimes. Uh, But that long-term storage mailbox has, has been probably one of the smartest things we did in the whole front yard. Yeah, and when you're talking about um, your mailbox and your house number, those are really things that should be Shout make sure out. that you that they're easily spotted for 
for anybody trying to find you, but especially if it was an emergency situation or something like that, make sure you have your number on the curb and and easily seen on, on the house. The driveway. What are you going to do about the driveway? If you've got a concrete driveway that's worn, cracked, settled, in need of repair, I would tell you strongly consider go back in pavers. We, and we, when we're building and remodeling homes at Rosie Wright Remodeling, as well as the other Rosie certified contractors, TWD, Kirk Development, BC Renovations, Hockley Design Bill, we're, we're not doing much outside concrete anymore. Pavers are just a, they're, they're, they're just such a huge improvement over what concrete is. Keep the concrete in your interior Exterior surface, consider pavers. They are infinitely and ultimately much, much better for a hundred different reasons. And then lighting and landscaping in setting that curb appeal and front yard apart. I don't know, Jennifer and I haven't bought very many houses. The house we're in now, I think we've been in about 40 years. 34. <laughs> 34 years. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Julia's birthday. But uh, I won't buy another house without driving by it at night. I won't buy another house without going and parking in the neighborhood in the evening and just listen. But taking a look at the landscaping, taking a look at the lighting at night, taking a look at the impression the house leaves in the evening, I think are critical factors in purchasing any house in the future. We also talk about garage doors. If it's Especially if it's facing the street, it's going to be the largest architectural feature on your home. So how new, how good does your garage door look? Um, and, and as for as big of an area as the garage door takes up per square footage, it can be one of the more affordable items to replace on your home. And you know they, you've got great carriage doors and with what they can do in the stamped metal <clears throat> molding and make it look like wood um, or different styles and designs. So it's not just a bleak white. Uh, so that can be a huge enhancement to your overall curb appeal we talk about windows and screens you know you don't see irons over windows very much anymore and that's a good security bars and if you feel that you need those there are other things that you can do there are screens that they make that you know you can watch the demonstration videos of them trying to beat it in and you know they're just a durable enough that you can't just cut the screen and smash the glass there's laminates that make your glass bulletproof that you can put on so that there's security things you can do that doesn't scream paranoid or bad neighborhood (laughs) or safety wise those those bars always scare me a little bit even though they have the latches on them and stuff they should have yeah for an escape exit yes right if you're trying to get out of a burning home yeah so The topic for the month has been neighborliness. We've tried to cover it from virtually every single angle we could consider. We're going to cover it from another angle again next week. We're here. Our website's rosieonthehouse.com. If you want to get out and about across the state of Arizona and look at neighborhoods in other areas of the state, you can. You can register to win an Arizona staycation. Only one place to do it, Rosie on the house.com we pick one name every month for someone that wins a staycation when we draw that name 
we empty the basket of all the names. You can enter again every single month. We draw a winner every month, and this winner, uh, current winner, is actually going to Yuma. They are there now. Took off an expedition on Wednesday. You can, it doesn't have to be a weekend. Sometimes it's kind of fun to go during the week when there's not a big crowd. There's a little, and there happened to be a concert they wanted to see. Uh, oh, that's they, funny. So he worked around that desire to get to that. But when they get to Sanderson Ford, John Pratt meets them with the vehicle ready. And then um, you get a really great, we include a nice basket. And our Divine Gourmet is our new partner in the Staycation Basket, and they have provided all kinds of goodies. If you look on their website, it's dvinegourmet.com. They're down in Chandler on the little square there. Great big store, really nice. They have um, they make their own confections, oh boy. some caramels and things. They carry all kinds of good Arizona treats and wine and um and products, so you just can't go wrong. It's a great place if you're looking for um, just a housewarming gift or any kind of business gift or anything. So the staycation includes a Sanderson Ford vehicle of your choice, one of the one, any one of the cars that they have in the the loaner stable. You can go take a look at it and pick out the car of your choice. We load the car, fill a tank with gas with a gift basket. Uh, that also includes uh, some great volumes from Arizona Highways has, mm-hmm. has been a contributing partner to the staycation since it started. And Arizona State Park passes, yeah. So Arizona really, State Park really great passes. goodie basket. Yeah. And then you get to go uh, to the designation you've won uh, expense-free. We cover the lodging, we cover the gas, and we cover the food. Uh, only available at rosieonthehouse.com in our way of encouraging you all to get out and see the great locations amongst this beautiful state of Arizona, sponsored by Sanderson Ford. Uh, We do have phone calls. You want to go ahead? Uh, Well, and if you're going this weekend, you can follow, you look at the keyword AZWX, hashtag AZWX, on a Twitter account. Facebook, uh, that is not active. No one's posting there, but um, just hashtag AZWX it stands for Arizona weather and you can see people from all over the state posting from uh, Summer Haven is getting dusted with snow yes, and nice. outside of Tucson yes. we've got Strawberry Flagstaff uh, the Prescott Courthouse has a nice Come layer on. of snow on it this morning yeah, it was snowing at 7 o'clock this morning in Prescott Oh, oh yep. I had some raindrops on the windshield coming across northern today so you can go see the but everyone's posting around the state on the weather, and that may kind of help deter where you're going this weekend, too, if you're going to do a little traveling. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the phone. Rudy's been on hold for just a little bit as we finish this presentation on the staycation. Rudy is calling from Anthem. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning, Rosie. Uh, listen, uh, my air, air conditioners are just about 20 years old. I have two four-ton trains on there. I've had three or I've had three different houses and they've all had train air conditioners on them and I've been extremely happy okay. uh with the service I've gotten out of them. But uh I want to get mine replaced but the uh the rosy contractor that I like <laughs> I like the most <laughs> to do it <laughs> doesn't sell trains. Yeah. <laughs> he sells a Lennox. What's your feeling about a Lennox? Well, um, either one of those pieces of equipment are excellent pieces of equipment. Generally, when it comes down to me, when I'm 
uh, designing the air conditioning system for a remodel or a replacement unit, I take a real hard look at the application and how the people live in the home. Even manufacturers as big as Train and Linux are, once you dial down to the details of lifestyle, desired temperature in the summer, what's the BTU gain of the house? Have we done a whole house energy audit to check the integrity of the ductwork? Have you ever run a whole house energy audit on the 20-year-old house? I have. I had Rius do it, okay. uh, but it was probably three or four years ago. Okay. Well, I would, I would make sure the air conditioning contractor you're talking to sees that. Okay, uh, that's like a that's like a overall complete holistic health inspection of your home. We use them all the time to get familiar with the the bones of the house. In in addition to a home inspection, so take a look at that. I would tell you either one of those brands are going to be fine. There are certain applications. Uh, what, is it a split unit? Is it a gas pack heater? Uh, is it a, a full heat pump? No natural gas at all. Um, is it a, a roof mount unit? Every one of those criteria kind of narrows your decision-making process. And if you go through the full analysis, it's going to lead you to one particular piece of equipment but the air conditioning contractor you have the relationship with trust his linux relationship that can mean a lot for you in the ongoing next 20 years of owning this equipment i'm some powerful hungry right now Let's get to the last couple callers that are on hold. Let's see if we can bring Brenda into the conversation. Or I'm sorry, it's Kim. Kim wants to talk about dishwashers and on we're line actually, three. We're on line one right now. Yes, sis? Is that... Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Let's go to Kim. Kim's on there three. You go. Kim on three. Okay, Kim. Go for it. All right, Kim. Okay, hi. Good morning. Hey, we're in a 20-year-old house, and the, and our dishwasher is giving up the ghost. I'm okay. looking for a recommendation on a, on a on a good, reliable unit. Well, that's easy for me. After considerable research, uh, Jennifer and I upgraded our dishwasher about a year or two ago. And uh, I don't know that I'll ever buy a brand of... Uh, other than Bosch, B-O-S-C-H. We had a KitchenAid. We've had Thermador's. Bosch has a unit now that uh, runs a complete sanitizing cycle, and a lot of them do, but they have a drying cycle that when you open that door, there is not going to be a drop of water on anything. They're absolutely sanitized, dried, and ready to put up. They are an extremely quiet dishwasher. You can be watching TV in, about, or around the kitchen. Um, I think when we replaced ours a couple years ago, even with my builder's discount, it was still about thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars. But uh, which is an expensive for a dishwasher. But uh, with eleven grandchildren, uh, six kids, all with spouses, all over at the house at one time. 
uh, our dishwasher gets a good amount of use, and we wanted we wanted one that uh, I insisted on one that was sanitized, and one that was quiet, and that eliminates a lot of units on the market. It narrows you down to about four choices, and of the four choices I researched, I settled on a Bosch, and I'm completely, absolutely happy with it. So I hope that helps. What about takeaways for today's broadcast? Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We're here every single week for one purpose, to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. We talked a little bit about outdoor hour and landscaping. The rose auction would be an excellent opportunity to pick up a couple rose plants uh, to get put in the front yard. It's a great plant for Arizona. You can find that link at rosieonthehouse.com in the events tab, the Mesa uh, Community College Rose Auction. It All proceeds benefit Mesa Community College Rose uh, Garden and Arboretum. You have one takeaway here, finishing up with uh, Kim, who was just asking about dishwashers. We had to replace an appliance recently. Just how many places you can go that you can't take the appliance with you. They've got showroom models. You take the order. And then it shows up a couple weeks later. Well, didn't have a couple weeks to wait for a washer, <laughs> uh, uh, a clothes washer for, the, for Amanda. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that, you know, we're very happy with what we got, but it wasn't because we had time to research. It's where can we get an available dishwasher, uh, laundry machine right now? And that was the same way with our dishwasher and our washing machine. Yeah. So if you think like this gentleman did that, it might be going soon. And now is the time, time to look at it. Yeah. And get, get it ordered. That happened to us on our uh, refrigerator. It's not near the size it needs to be, but we needed it today. Right. Yeah. And so then you just, you got to go with what's yeah. available. So uh, shop ahead of time, I guess. And then that would let you find something that might match your existing scheme. All of ours are mismatched. <laughs> oh, no. Names and brands. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> your takeaways. Well, you, you kind of took it. It was just, I've never had the confidence to, to try roses. I don't know why. It just seems like this great mystery. But between Ryan this morning and John Jay, I feel very confident that I'm going to make myself a little rose garden. You're going to get and in on that rose auction? I, I am. And I okay. just, I love some of the cool names. I think it'd be fun to, you know, get some different, some different varieties. Well, let it be known here in public. <laughs> oh, Any no. rose that gets planted on our property is your Oh, all right. I take that challenge. Okay. (laughs) You take the dogs, I'll take the roses. All right. Very good. (laughs) Folks, we appreciate y'all tuning in every Saturday morning. We're here to answer any question you might have. And if you're on hold and we haven't gotten to your question, just hold on. We'll take your question, get you the answer you need off air, one-on-one, personalized. Call next week here at the station. Please do us that little favor.